It's time to go under the hood with the Indy Fuel. Here are your hosts, Brent Hollerud and Andrew Smith. Welcome to Episode 5 of Under the Hood with the Indy Fuel, a bi-weekly look inside the Indy Fuel organization and your favorite ECHL team. I am the voice of the Fuel, Andrew Smith. With us today are Brent Hollerud, the Fuel's Director of Marketing, and Ben Pulley, who has been one of the aces in the ticket office for the Fuel since the beginning of the Fuel franchise in 2014. And this week, it's a special week, first of all, because Friday night, the Indy Fuel hosts the Tulsa Oilers, and it will be a fifth anniversary celebration, the opportunity to celebrate our five years as the Indy Fuel. And Saturday, one of the most anticipated nights of the year, every year, Teddy Bear Toss Night as you get a chance to throw things on the ice. After the Fuel's first goal, throw your teddy bears onto the ice, and we will collect those for a great cause, and those will go to a children in our community. So a lot of great things coming up this weekend, December 14th and 15th, as the Fuel take on the Tulsa Oilers, but it's also the start of a long stretch of games at home for the Fuel, as they will play six of their next seven and ten of their next 13 at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum. And Brent Hollerud, it's a good opportunity for the Fuel as they currently sit at 11 and 12, but they're really good here at home. Eight wins in 11 games at home, and they've beaten Toledo twice. They knocked off a good Kansas City team last week. So there's a lot of opportunity here, especially with a lot of division games coming up, to kind of separate yourself from the pack that's really uh, jumbled up in the Central Division. Yeah, you, you take a look at the fuel over the last uh, month or two, and it's kind of been a little, if you want to use the analogy of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, um, it's been a, almost a different team showing up on ho- or at home and on the road. Uh, you look at the records, the fuel are, like you mentioned, 8-3 and three on home ice this year. It's an extremely um, strong record. They've they played well just about every time they've hit the ice. On the road, it's been a little bit of a different story. Uh, their loss in Wheeling on Sunday dropped them to a record of three and nine this season away from Central Indiana. So, um, yeah, when you're looking at a stretch coming up, uh, ten of your next thirteen on home ice, it's definitely an opportunity to. I know Coach John has said uh, multiple times, kind of over the last month, when it's been win loss, win loss in the um, on the scoreboard, the need to kind of put a winning streak together, string a few good games together, and um, start collecting points. Well, here is your opportunity to do just that um, in a building you've played so well in this season. So um, it's definitely not an easy start this weekend with the Tulsa team that um, they they're going to or they're going through a little bit of a rough stretch the last couple of weeks um, themselves. But you look at them as far as their record is concerned; they're a very strong team playing in a very strong division as well um, in the Mountain Division. So it's definitely going to be a, a tough uh, task to come home and um, get some points this weekend. But and then you got a lot of the usual suspects coming through over the course of our through the remainder of December and early January as well. And a lot of those key Central Division um, matchups, which we'll talk a little bit more about later in the show. Um, it's it's an absolute logjam in the Central right now. So every point is critical for um, the field to kind of keep right now they're still in that fourth position they're still in a playoff spot but um we looking down down the ladder wheeling and kalamazoo are have closed the gap i think right now there's only four points that separate 
um, the third place Fort Wayne Comets with the last place Kalamazoo Wings. So, um, yeah, it's every point is absolutely critical right now. So, um, the fuel will have a good chance to, to string some together here with an extended stay on home ice. And that's going to be critical. It starts with the weekend against the Tulsa Oilers. And as we mentioned, a couple of really special nights coming up for old time indie hockey fans. The Tulsa Oilers can bring back memories of the old Central Hockey League when they and the Indianapolis Ice used to have some incredible battles when Bernie John was a player for the Indianapolis Ice and uh, they met each other several years in a row in the old Central Hockey League and that kind of developed into a little bit of a rivalry. It has returned with the CHL teams expanding into the ECHL exactly the same year the Fuel came in in 2014. And while the Fuel and Oilers are in different divisions, it's always fun to have them in town. And we'll see some familiar faces from this Tulsa team, including Scott Henniger, who played for Kalamazoo last year, Tommy Mealy, who played for Kalamazoo last month, <laughs> signed with them, and Kyle Rhodes played one game for the Fuel last year in Brampton, but he'll be back with the Oilers as well as uh, Adam Phillips, a longtime uh, member of the Fuel, as well as playing junior hockey for a season here in Indy as well. So a few familiar faces on this Tulsa squad. But I think really the the cool thing about this weekend is what's happening off the ice as well. And we have Ben Pulley here to uh, chat with us. And Friday night, fifth anniversary night, we kind of get a chance to celebrate our hockey team. But Saturday night's Teddy Bear Toss Night. And Ben, this is really one of the exciting nights of the year. And it really seems like one that our fans, and not just our core fans, but really the entire Indianapolis community really get behind. What is Teddy Bear Toss Night like from your perspective? And you know how special is this game during the season schedule? Yeah. When it comes out to the Teddy Bear Toss game, it's absolutely one of my favorite games of the year. It gets the core fans, uh, season ticket holders, uh, out to the game, giving back to charity, but it also helps bringing out new fans of the area. A lot of people are bringing out first-time hockey fans and really grooming them into being the next fan base for us uh, because it starts just with the one game, getting them out here, and once you do, they finally get hooked and want to come out to more games for us. Uh, You mentioned that uh, Ray Compton, who was the uh, president of the Indianapolis Ice back in the International Hockey League days 25 or so years ago, really emphasized the idea that you've got to give people a reason to come to the building besides just having a hockey game. Even though we all know hockey is a great sport, it's a way to introduce new fans to our game. And once they get in the building, they get an opportunity to see how awesome this game is and they get hooked. How how do you see that in the ticket office where you see people come to the game for the first time and then suddenly they're coming back. They want to see more hockey. They really get into this Indy Fuel team and want to be a part of it. Yeah. One of my great joys working in the ticketing office is having ticket holders bring out first-time guests to the game and then chatting with them either at the game or getting the call afterwards saying that they just need more hockey in their lives, that the promotional part did bring them out at the first part of it, 
but they found themselves really being a fan of the game and enjoying it and wanting to learn more. And the teddy bear toss is really one of the ones that gets people really hooked out to the games. And you look at the rest of December, though, we have something for everybody to enjoy, whether it be all-you-can-eat nights, nights for the children with Nickelodeon nights, and just some of the specialty nights that we put together. There's a lot of work that goes in during the off-season to make sure that we put something good on the ice for our fans and then off the ice as well. Describe what you do during the off-season to come up with some of these promotions, even the midweek games that often are the nights when it's a little bit more difficult on a school night or a work night. All you can eat promotions on Thursdays, $2 Tuesdays. You skate with the team on Sundays. Some of the things that you do to bring people in. But the one thing, uh, I have had multiple people stop me in my uh, day job or out in the community, and they always ask, when is the next all you can eat night? Because they've got a bunch of teenagers that want to come to a hockey game, and they know that's the best night to come because with your game ticket, you have a lot of options for uh, concessions and enjoy yourself a few burgers and hot dogs and other things. But you know, what do you do during the summer to come up with these ideas? And you know, what's the process like of trying to find new ways to promote the Indy Fuel? For sure. One of the things that we do during the summer that I really appreciate is making sure that all of the staff have a chance to get an input. And we take a day making sure that we all can get together, bring in our own ideas to to talk with everybody in the office, to figuring out what the new next exciting promotional night will be, but also making sure that we can keep some of the classics like Blackhawk Night and teddy bear toss um first responders night making sure that we keep it fresh but also something that people can rely on the old faithfuls coming in uh, absolutely and it's been uh, really fun to see this this team evolve and the the things that the team does and the front office does to really engage with fans and that begins with the the promotions, the ticket sales, but kind of continues on game nights as we uh, really work hard to put on a great presentation for everybody. And there's some new things this year. We've got a party deck behind one of the goals and uh, describe some of the new and different things that are options for our fans this season. Yeah, the party deck is one of the the new features into the Coliseum that I'm really proud of that we have having fans bringing out companies or just getting more engagement into the community as well. We want people to have the option of coming out and enjoying suite-like atmosphere, even if we don't have the physical suites in our building, to make it something that is uh, competitive with other sports teams in the market and making sure that we also stand out and bring something unique to the hockey games, having them right there up close. Well, and looking at some of the upcoming promotions, obviously this Friday, December 14th, it's the fifth anniversary celebration. Saturday is the always popular teddy bear toss night. Then Friday, December 21st, it's the game before Christmas and Zach Miskovic bobblehead night as we get the opportunity to honor the longest tenured member of the Indy Fuel as well as the team's captain. Then we come back on December 27th with an all-you-can-eat night, teacher appreciation night, and another do 317 night on December 28th. And then on Saturday, December 29th, it's Nickelodeon night 
and Youth Hockey Night. Always, again, another popular evening. So lots of opportunities here in December. Six games in the remaining, the last three weeks of December here at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum. Six of the next seven at home. Ten of the next 13. And as we're getting into the holidays, we have the Holiday Hat Trick ticket package, which is one of many kind of creative ticket packages that our fans have the opportunity to purchase. And that gets you three big games coming up here in 2018, or excuse me, in 2019. Yeah, we've had uh, the Holiday Hat Trick um, in some iteration the last few years, but this year I think is um, one of our best um Best op- or offerings to date. Um, for just $50, you get tickets to three of our best, um, our most exciting promotions through the second half of the season. I think we got Blackhawks Night, which has been a sellout the last two years. So um, it's always a good idea to get your tickets early for that game. This is a perfect way to do it. Um, our brand new Wizard Night, um, our tribute to Harry Potter. Um, that's coming on February 23rd. And then our, our first responders night in March. So those are three very exciting nights. You get tickets to all those games plus a, um, limited edition fuel knit hat and a fifth anniversary fuel puck. So you get all those things for just $50. Um, makes a great stocking stuffer, a great holiday present for any hockey fan you have in your life. And it's just another way, uh, um, we offer kind of a cool new way to get a fan into the gates and experiencing fuel or fuel hockey for the first time. Well, this podcast is called under the hood with the Indy fuel. It's an opportunity to look behind the scenes at our franchise. And Ben Pulley is somebody who a lot of fans will get an opportunity to interact with as he is a key part of our ticket office. But Ben, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into hockey and how you ended up becoming a, a part of the indie hockey community and now part of the indie fuel. I got into hockey uh, following through my brother's footsteps. I have an older brother, about seven years older, that grew up playing hockey from a neighbor kid down the street and just wanted to emulate him and found out that it was just what I think is the greatest sport out there, just combining all the speed. Uh, always wanted to be a goalie with the flashy pads and um, have moved around a little bit. So coming from some untraditional hockey markets in either Louisiana, Indiana, it was a small community, but strong with the people that were into it and something that I always wanted to be a part of. Well, and then you were a goaltender. I've got a pair of goalies to my left here and, uh, uh Ben and Brent. <laughs> and the, uh, you, you're both goaltenders. Describe to me who has not put on pads and can barely skate what it is like to to put on the pads and be the last line of defense between your team and the net and kind of what it's like to uh, to kind of put yourself in front of a slap shot and and kind of describe what that's like for our fans. The the best way I've described it in the past is I feel like goaltending and for sure hockey probably soccer and any other sport that has a goaltender um goaltending is an individual sport inside of a team game it's kind of you're you are kind of on an island by yourself out there obviously you're not entirely alone uh, what your what your forwards do what your defensemen do all that has a huge impact on kind of what 
what your body of work is going to be on any given night and the shots you face and everything like that. But at the end of the day, it's like growing up, I'm sure you can say the same thing, whether it's youth hockey or, or juniors or wherever you go, chances are the coach of that team does not really work with the goalies. We just kind of, it's just like, all right, you just go, go stop the puck. That's, and that's, that's the coaching that most goalies just get from their coaches because it is kind of a, a misunderstood and, um, not a lot of people really outside of the actual goaltending instructors and goaltenders themselves. There's not a, as much, I guess, um, common knowledge of how, how the position is played. And I think a lot of coaches in the higher levels just kind of, uh, they, they know that they don't know that much about, I guess, the ins and outs and the X's and O's. So it is kind of, you got to be independent back there. You have to be kind of, um, a self-starter, um, all, all kind of the growth. I know in my own personal career, I did a lot of separate goaltender training outside of whatever team I was on at a given time. I've had a couple different, you do all your goalie camps in the summer. You do, you go to your training center, um, whenever you can and you get your, your instruction on the side to, to grow and you just kind of have to, you're alone in your own thoughts a lot of time back there. And it's a lot of, it's a, you got a lot of opportunity to kind of be like, okay, they that one just went in. What did you do wrong? And you can kind of fix the mistakes as they go. But it, it's definitely, I'm not sure exactly how I got into it. I, I know my parents told me that um, when I was in, in mini mites and the players just rotated all five positions, the coach just couldn't get me out of the net. So I think that's that's when it started. But um, no, it's I, I love it and I'm I'm happy that, both of us still get to play uh, through the the adult leagues here in town, and occasionally when when duty calls, we we step in and maybe uh, skate in a practice with the team here at uh, at the Coliseum. But um, no, it's it's been a lot of fun, and it's cool. I know for both of us to be able to, to stick around the game in the front office capacity as well. Yeah, really, for goaltending for me. It's something that is the ultimate thrill because you, like Brent said, you're out there on your own island, but you also are helping out your teammates. And it is a misunderstood position where I had a lot of coaches that as long as I was stopping the puck, they didn't really care what I did back there as long as the job was getting done and we were getting the wins. But there's a lot of growth that you take through it. Like you are out there by yourself and it is a since it's a misunderstood position even when you are doing the right things and growing yourself and becoming a better goaltender it doesn't always show with a goal going in even if you're making the right play and just being able to use your instincts out there it's for me the ultimate thrill to face a slap shot and either hear the crowd roar or or really get it taken to us. It's kind of the old cliche where they say, like, a forward makes a mistake. He has the two defensemen and the goalie to potentially, and his two line mates potentially bail him out. If a defenseman makes a mistake, he's got the goalie to bail him out. If a goaltender makes a mistake, the red light goes on and the other team puts a point on the scoreboard. So it's definitely um, the high-pressure situation. Um, but, yeah, there's nothing like like a shootout or a breakaway or making a huge miraculous save and knowing that uh, I just did that like 
So it's it's a lot of fun. So definitely, I can agree about the high high adrenaline, high pressure situation. So well, and then you can take your experiences having played and kind of carry those over to the front office role, where we're in a lot of ways supporting what the team does on the ice, and the team provides a great product thirty six nights a year here at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum for our fans to enjoy. But uh, one thing, Ben has done a little bit of everything. Uh, we worked together with the Indiana Ice Junior team prior to the fuel coming to town in 2014. And I, I've seen Ben work in rink maintenance, in music, in ticketing, in helping run the gift shop, pretty much everything you could possibly do to help run a hockey team. How much has that experience, having been able to do a little bit of everything in the in different front office roles, and just different game operations roles helped you as you are in your role now with the fuel to kind of understand everything that goes on on a game night and and how to how to be a part of that and kind of help plan that to be able to be in so many different roles uh, through my short career and working in sports it's really given me the opportunity to to understand a lot of different encompassing parts and how they all really work together to make a well-oiled machine. Um, there's a lot of work that goes into the behind the scenes work that to create that flawless show, to give the people the experience that they want and to see it on the music side with the cues or making sure that people are getting a good experience in the gift shop and uh, wanting the products that you're providing them. It really gives you a chance to hear a lot of feedback and to learn really what the fans are wanting. Um, also, with the the Indian Ice, I worked on the hockey operations side on my day-to-day uh, duties in the office and being able to interact with players and see all the scouting that goes into making sure that you get the right players and how the different positions work. Um whether you're looking for a grinder or the playmaker out there and how you can really gel people together. It's been a experience that is second to none to really make sure that I understand every aspect that's going into the game and the product that we're putting out. One thing we had Everett Fitzhugh, the voice of the Cincinnati Cyclones on this podcast a couple of episodes ago. And one thing we talked about the ECHL is a developmental league and it's a developmental league for players, but it's also a developmental league for broadcasters for front office personnel for coaches for really everybody is we're all taking opportunities and learning the craft to number one put on a great show every night but also uh you know many of us end up moving up to higher levels of hockey we saw our game operations leader jeff neidlinger got the call up to the american hockey league last year he's now in uh, ontario california with the rain and also with the los angeles kings and so it's kind of neat to see the opportunities that you all get and we all get in game ops here and throughout this league and throughout you know previous leagues we've been involved in allow us to uh, develop those skills that can number one maybe help get that call up essentially to another league but also the opportunity to really serve our fans and in a lot of ways put on an nhl style show here and that's the one thing that we hear a lot from 
people from out of town who go to National Hockey League games or parents of players who have been around a lot, including visiting players, the compliments that the Indy Fuel get and what we get on the show that happens every Friday night, every Saturday night, every Tuesday, whenever we're playing here at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum. And how much pride do you take in that, that we get the compliments you get from the work that you're doing from nine to five that very few people see and seeing it all come together between seven thirty and ten thirty on a Friday night. I think uh, the way you put it is kind of like what we a lot of I know we use a lot in kind of our sales pitch for um, prospective employees and interns and anyone who's wanting to learn a little bit more about the organization is just kind of the nature of working in minor league sports where um, I think we only have 13, 14, 15 full-time employees in our front office. But at the end of the day, we're trying to do every, pretty much everything that a major league organization, like you look at the Colts, the Pacers in town, all the initiatives they're doing, chances are we're, we're probably trying to do the exact same here, but we have obviously a much smaller staff. So it gives you opportunities to wear a lot of different hats, get your hands into so many different areas where maybe at a higher level you'd be more um, more focused in one specific facet of the day-to-day operations of the team. So it's really a unique opportunity to be able to, or my, using myself as an example, kind of branching out not just into, in title might be director of marketing, but you're doing... Uh, public relations, media relations, a little bit on the hockey ops side. Um, you're doing the social media, doing a, a lot of community relations things. You're doing kind of your more traditional advertising and looking for, for new ways to get the team that name out there. And, and that, that same thing rings true in every arm of our organization where our, our ticketing staff, you're not just selling tickets, you're, you're helping everybody else um you're helping the show happen on game nights and they're you're doing so much more than just answering phone calls and just talking to people like you guys i i like to joke that i i get to just kind of hide on on twitter and facebook and not you guys are the ones building relationships with people you're the ones at the door like greeting people as they're coming into the games like you're basically a part of their game night experience I take a lot of pride trying to grow the sport of hockey in Indiana and Indianapolis specifically and being out in the community as much as I can to make sure that we are giving the the new people that might not have heard of us yet an experience that really grows even if it's not an immediate seeing them come out to the game but keeping it in the back of their mind that we are out here and that we do want to be a part of their lives and, and show them what we do have to offer. And it really makes it, you want to make it as personal as possible because at the end of the day, if I wasn't working for the team, I'd want to be in the stands cheering on the team as well because hockey is something that I've always been a part of since three years old, at least playing and on the road as a newborn trying to keep up with my brother's travel schedule that I want people to enjoy it and have the family connections that I do and, and really feel the communal part of the Coliseum. 
And that was what drew me here you know, 35 years ago as a seven-year-old, right, 36 years ago, as a seven-year-old here at the old Coliseum watching the Indianapolis Checkers play hockey. You see the white ice. You feel the fans getting into it. There's that sense of belonging to something that is really cool. And it drew me in that one game. And from that point forward, there's that obsession with this sport that once hockey becomes a part of you, it's a part of you. And it's it's really special. And it's a special community to be a part of. As you know, I speak from my role up here at the top of the building as the play-by-play broadcaster and, you know, Brent with the social media and the marketing and the public relations, the promotions and Ben with the ticketing and all of the things you do uh, as far as game ops and just kind of doing things, building relationships with people so that this sport continues to be a big deal. And we continue to grow the game in Indianapolis. And that's something that I know our ownership, uh, the, uh, Jim Hallett and the rest of the ownership group have really been committed to from day one is building the game in Indianapolis. We've mentioned we've got the 50th anniversary celebration coming up on Friday night. And guys, how special is it to be able to celebrate this franchise from day one to today and see how much things have grown in those five years and really get the opportunity to just look back and appreciate where we've come from, where we've been, and now being able to celebrate year five of the Indy Fuel. I think it's definitely a special occasion where um, I know I wasn't actually, I arrived for year two back in um, 2015, 2016 was my first year with the organization, but even from there, in, in a four-year stretch, seeing how much the team has grown and seeing how how much the team's just footprint in the Indianapolis community, both in the sports realm and otherwise, has just kind of skyrocketed in that time. And um, it's really been cool to, to see and, I guess, also be a part of that growth where um, it's not as much as for the first few years. Uh, I know that the biggest goal is just getting the name out there, educating the the community that it's it's not the Indiana Ice, it's not the Checkers, it's well, this is a new team, it's a new, it's it's professional hockey and it's it's exciting and um, you got to check it out. I think there's still obviously um, plenty of and you never want to stop growing that, and you never want to stop um, moving that needle in the right direction, but I think you've seen in the last few years, especially looking at the, the product on the ice, making the first uh, playoff run last year and having your first couple players reach the NHL. I think the team on the ice has been, um, it's taking that next step and you're seeing the excitement you're seeing everything off the ice fall in that same direction. And um, just, just seeing how far the team has come and seeing the fan base grow and, I mean, there was a there's a passionate fan base from day one, and those that core of people is still here today. But like Ben said before, all those people over that five year span, they've been introducing their friends and their family and neighbors, and they've been wearing their fuel gear to the grocery store and around town, and they're honestly the most valuable asset to this organization because that word of mouth that those um, those people out there every day supporting your team. 
that's what grows this organization and it, it's the um all the efforts with the youth hockey in town the junior fuel and all the the community visits and it, it's things like that that is going to make this organization successful both in the short and long term and um it's it's really been cool to to see that growth over these five years absolutely i think seeing and being able to reflect back over five years five seasons it really it makes you think because i can remember our first player signing and trying to figure out who our coach was going to be to now having a steady roster coming through and familiar faces over the last couple years with zach miskovic being on the team feeling like it's basically been from day one just to to see how far we've come, even with the Children's Museum having the sports legend experience out there where people can come out and try hockey. It's it's really special to see the growth that it's been in here. And uh, even with our fan base, it, I'm truly appreciative of all the people that have come out to the games and cheered through some of the lean years on the win-loss record and sticking with us to make sure that they can see the fruits of our, our first playoff berth last year and and pushing forward to make it better and better each each time we come out. And I one of the things that I take personally seeing people coming out is seeing families grow, a uh, number of ticket holders that have had children that I'm – and we are a part of their life, showing them hockey and really making it a family experience, which I think is really special. And we're only five years in. I'd love to see where it keeps going from here. And I think you, you hit the nail on the head with, with the family atmosphere, not just as kind of a, a selling point to our games and wanting to have a product that is something a family can go and enjoy, but our fans themselves have become this quintessential family through the years. And um, even obviously our season hit ticket holders, they have the people who sit by them and everyone's, everyone knows everyone, everyone, they, there's picnics and get togethers in the off season. And even for us front office crew, uh, you, you see the same faces around the rink and they become it's base. It truly is a family around here, and I think that's the thing. Like that's the core, the lifeblood of of this organization that is only going to get stronger as time goes. And it's been really cool to see that that grow and see that core fan base kind of go through the journey with the team on the ice and in the front office. Yeah, when I'm at a game on Friday night or Saturday night or Tuesday, whenever, it is a lot of fun for me just to interact with our fans and interact with a lot of people who have become feel it feels like old friends because we have developed that sense of community and that family over five years yeah just to see even on a game night if if you aren't showing up to the game and you're have another commitment yeah when you're not in the the coliseum Speaking on the the friend aspect of it, we we do notice when you're not here because we want you here and and you've become friends and like Brent said, the lifeblood of the team. We uh, we notice it because we want to know that you're you're okay, that you're not sick, or 
we want you to be here with us enjoying it as much as we enjoy seeing you out at the Coliseum. It certainly is a family environment. The Fuel home Friday, December 14th, Saturday, December 15th against the Tulsa Oilers, then back home on Friday, December 21st to face the Toledo Walleye. That is Zach Miskovic bobblehead night. Then three games in three nights at the end of December on the 27th against Wheeling at 7.05 p.m. That's an all-you-can-eat night and then the Cincinnati Cyclones come in for a 2317 night on December 28th that is also teacher appreciation night and then Brampton comes in on December 29th Nickelodeon at night and you also get to hear two anthems for the price of one that night as well as the Brampton Beast come visit the Indiana Farmers Coliseum a lot of exciting hockey coming up guys for these next couple of weeks and really for the next month a lot of opportunities for Indy Fuel fans to see this team play, and usually this is a time of year when we really start to see the crowds swell and this building fills up. Well, this is where you, you definitely, and you've seen it with a couple of the past games, um, I think a couple weeks ago for the Superhero Night, it was you definitely walked in the building and felt a, a uptick in energy. This is definitely, once you're getting into mid to late December, it it's cold outside, hockey just feels right. It's just, it's tough to... Um, it's, it's just sometimes a tough sell to get people to want to go to a hockey game and, and when it's late October, when it's still like 65 degrees outside, there's high school football going on. Um, sometimes like going to an ice rink just doesn't seem like a lot, like that might not be top on your priority list. Now it might start snowing. Like it, it's just perfect hockey time or it's the perfect hockey time of year. And you, you see that looking in the, in the building and I think each year and you're, you're looking across the league and pretty much across um, pretty much all hockey leagues you see the crowds start to pick up around the holiday season and uh, this is definitely we're saving some of our most exciting promotions for for the next few weeks we got obviously we talked about the teddy bear toss earlier that's that's probably my favorite night of the season we have Nickelodeon night in a couple weeks um, with the Nick Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles will be in town. Um, we got our Blackhawks night in uh, in January. That's been one of our most successful nights since we started doing it the first season. Um, and we have a lot more fun things, the all-you-can-eat nights, everything else in between. So um, this is definitely the time of year where it's, it's, it's fun to be around the rink and um, there's just a lot of energy in this building, and hopefully um, the team has played well on the ice as well. So let's hope that continues and the fans can see uh, a few wins as well. Yeah, we're really hitting our stride with our schedule coming up here in December, especially with it feeling like hockey weather. And like Brent said, there's just so many great promotional nights, one that can fit families, uh the teacher appreciation is something giving back to the community, all you can eat nights and who doesn't love a good bobblehead. So there's really something for everybody coming forward with December, January, uh, all the way out to April. We're looking forward to it. We'll see you here at the Indiana farmers Coliseum, six home games remaining in December. And then 
Seven more in January, so lots of opportunities to see the Indy Fuel at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum. We want to thank you for joining us on this trip under the hood with the Indy Fuel. For Brent Hollerud and Ben Pulley, I am Andrew Smith. We'll see you at the rink. Thanks for going under the hood with the Indy Fuel. For more, keep visiting IndyFuelHockey.com.